0: Welcome, everyone, to Theo Thoughts. How's it going? I'm Jordan Peternell. I'm Judson Page. And for those of you listening and now also watching, this is the first time that we are incorporating video into our podcast. So you can see the wonderful room, the peace lily that we talk about all the time. The painting upon the wall behind Judd. Yeah, but we're really excited to bring this uh, new way of connecting to the conversation. You know, feel like you're right in the room with us. So... Yeah, yeah, you
1: get to uh, maybe see a little bit more of a, uh, you know, us, you know, our faces, yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah, we realize we've shown the people that we have on have on the podcast, Dr. Munshaw Callie, but some of you, I guess, have also never seen our faces.
1: <laughs> yeah. So anyway. So now if you catch us walking across campus, you most yeah. likely know who Judd is, maybe not me, but <laughs> if you see us walking across campus, you can definitely look at us. Yeah. And approach us if if you feel like it. So mm-hmm.
0: anywho. Well anyway, so Jordan, what are we talking about this morning?
1: We are talking about um the idea of when Jesus talks about don't cast your pearls before swine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, healthy evangelism, unhealthy evangelism, what it means to evangelize um in the mm-hmm. right way, and how people don't appreciate yeah. whenever you're trying to do something. Yeah, I don't know. What do you think about it?
0: Well, I know especially there are, I mean, people are familiar with like televangelism. Of course. Of like the big put on a show, you know, thousands and thousands of people with studio productions inside inside a giant mega church. And that already just televangelist that already has a negative connotation. You know, we don't want to have evangelism associated with a negative thing. But in today's world, there's some people that are really pushy. And then also flip it around in today's day and age, it is, it feels so unnatural to go up and talk to somebody that you don't know, as opposed to, you know, back when, or even just, I think of what Greenville was like, you know, around my mom's time here of just like everybody knew each other. You could just walk up to anybody and everything. It was a lot easier to evangelize because people were more comfortable with, people they didn't know
1: yeah and in a society where we're trying to get rid of the stereotypes it seems like there's a stereotype that fits everything and that everybody listens to right right and evangelism now especially televangelism is something that is frowned down upon and gets Mm -hmm. made fun of for people who steal money or are just into it for their own personal gain and i don't think that's the way it's supposed to be Right. Of course, you know. It's not. Mm-hmm.
0: So, but of course, this scripture that we uh, talked about, the don't cast, you know, pearls before swine, swine, those that don't know, like pigs, or basically don't take a good thing and throw it in the garbage. Yeah. But it's not to say people can take that wrong, just like, oh, so everybody who's not Christian is swine. And that, no, that's not the case. It's more talking about when you are trying to, Like imagine, I know I have like, when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to say something and then just always interrupting or always just saying no or not, uh, I would say like the, the, uh, type of type of speech where you are trying to explain something and no matter what you say, it's always no or not, uh, or can't possibly be. It's just the, the completely resistant of kinda, course kind of deal
1: i think it has to do more with the mentality than the person yeah i think this, you put yourself in the swine position not mm-hmm. that you literally are swine right and, and uh please understand that this is an analogy and that we're not actually calling people pigs for not agreeing or maybe right. for poking fun at like what we believe yeah but say you get into an argument and it's intense mm-hmm. and you are standing firm in what you believe and they disagree simply because it's what you believe right well your thing that is good that you are then throwing in front of the garbage something they can't understand is um your pearls and it could be an argument it can be um a moral it can be literally anything that you believe and set your faith in that they don't accept because of your faith
0: right yeah and it's it's crazy just to think about in today's world, the way that we approach things like it is so easy for people just to get burnt up like, like angry so quickly. There's another scripture that I try and remind myself of second Timothy 223. Do not get in foolish and stupid arguments that only lead to fights. And uh, I think of kind of mixing with that, like also, we should never approach, you know, throwing pearls at somebody who sometimes, you know, didn't ask yeah, Because like, I think the best the best way, like to healthily, healthy, healthily. I don't know, Mom, you can correct me later to <laughs> healthily evangelize is, you know, relationship. So building relationship with person and not, you know, finding somebody across the street, getting your slingshot ready and like and saying, you need Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, 16. Yeah. yeah, that's not that's not going to always be the most effective method. So we don't also. We don't need to just throw our pearls at every single person that walks by. Not to say don't talk to people about Jesus, but understand and learn how to do it effectively and in a healthy
1: way. You're absolutely right. And The thing people often forget, um, especially I would say more traditional churchgoers, the mm-hmm. ones that are typically stereotyped as the racists or the, you know, whatever other label you want to put on them they're typically they fit into one like category of person mm. so they always dress up nice or the ones who like look down on people with tattoos or the ones right. who like want you to dress proper or always have uh close cropped hair you know mm-hmm. um Whatever else, you know what I mean, though. Like, (laughs) always dress up, look nice, keep keep up an appearance, basically. Right, right. Um, But I mean, the Lord, even Jesus, like I like we talk about the chosen all the time, and I think that in His choice. Um, And the people he picked for his disciples, he meant to find people of all shapes and sizes. Oh, yeah. And you look at Christian artists nowadays, some people who are so down to earth and crazy about the Lord, people who make a huge difference. They're tatted from head to toe, got nose rings and ear gauges. I I think of the guy from Corn. I think of what's his name? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a heavy metal
0: band. Yeah, anyway. i've I've heard of I've heard of the band, but I don't. know It's the like names. screamo
1: rap. I would never listen to it. I think it's sludge, but he's made a huge <laughs> difference. But like Brandon Lake is another one. Okay, yeah. Walks out there, tatted arms right. down to down to his wrists. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, cornrows and like yeah. Anyway, it's just things that people wouldn't assume. You know right. What I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. Basically, I mean, it is it is kind of a stereotype game, you know, on both sides of. Uh, you know, snobby Christians that think they know better and that I need saving and then also flipping it around of just like, no, I know everything about, you know, the universe and I don't want, you know, new relationship. And so it's, it's a both and, and that also makes me think, uh, brings me to a question, uh, how in, in the way that we approach evangelism, how do Christians balance the call to evangelize with respecting other people's beliefs and cultures? That's tough
1: because there's such a push to be like, I'm right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it. Yeah. I Like everybody wants to be correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd be lying if I say sometimes I don't do research to try to win the battle mm-hmm. instead of persuade. And right. you never want to do that. Mm-hmm. I've learned um, through wisdom. You never want to go in just trying to prove that you're right. You want to persuade your way. Yeah. So I think you have to go in with some sort of respect to their culture and their background. Otherwise, you're never going to be able to hit home. Right. And if you automatically plant your feet on the other side of that wall, the only thing that you're going to see is 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 shots fired over both you know, cannonballs from yeah. each other's um, theories or points mm-hmm. or uh, whatever you may have. But I think it's super important to – understand their background because if you don't and respect their background because if you don't then there's no way you're going to get to them and you're shutting them off right to what you want to say
0: yeah i mean it's it's really hard especially in i mean we have uh, an amazing opportunity to live in a place where we can safely and freely believe what we want to believe uh, but in that that means that around us there are many people even on this campus, there's many people that think differently, that come from a different place. Like literally, Greenville campus is like a small world. So many international students, which is really great for exposure and understanding where different people come from, how they were raised differently, and it's a great thing. And but it can be really hard, uh, and can almost feel like having to tiptoe because, especially with part of today's culture of our generation of this you know cancel culture, if you. Even if, even if you come off just a little too strong or slip up a word, you know, that can, that can send you away like, like that. Yeah. And it's, it's trying to find that balance of, okay, how do I try and introduce Jesus to them in a healthy, friendly way whilst respecting where they came from, how they were raised and not pushing myself or allowing them to push me over the edge because sometimes when sometimes people also are just firm and they're just no i don't you know i'm fine with where i'm at and to be like okay yeah not right now then
1: for sure for sure i i like i said i think it's super important but i think on the other side of that i think it's important to realize that at some points we have to be unapologetic apologetics yes we are not going to change the way we think or like uh, butter it up for people.
0: Right. I mean, Jesus, he didn't, he didn't butter things up. He just, he said it, he said it as is. And I think that there's uh, a nice balance or sometimes we see different things. Cause I mean, Jesus, the lion and the lamb, we see him, you know, speak with the confidence of a lion, like, you know, roaring of this is what it is. It's not this way. It is this way. Then we also see the lamb of, you know, I think of times where he would go up to somebody and he would just say, you are love, go and sin no more. Yeah. And that was it. Like not condemning, not, uh, you know, shoving things down their throat, not listing out every single sin they ever did to make them feel bad or tell them every good thing he's done to make like make people think that he's so much better. Like he even said, you know, I don't need to glorify myself right now and so we have to find the balance between the lion and the lamb and i think on, more often our fellow christians kind of lean more towards in the lion side right. and sometimes we need to embrace the fact that jesus sat down and broke bread with every type of person without condemning them every time they did something you're right
1: yeah. And I think a huge and important part of evangelizing or even getting there first is realizing who you are, like who you really are. Mm-hmm. Um and knowing your stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for so sure. If you go in with um empty facts or empty evangelism because you don't necessarily know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. I'm not saying you need to go in with like a battle strategy, right? right? But I forget who says it's a New Testament author says always be ready to defend your faith. Yeah. So that means you got to be ready to defend it, but it also means you got to be ready to take some heat for it. Yeah, you know they say that uh, lions don't lose sleep over the opinions of sheep. That's mm. what they say. I know we use the lion and the lamb, yeah. but I'll flip it around. <laughs> yeah, like, we're the lions, and the sheep are the people with the negative opinions toward what we believe. Right. So not only do you need to be able to be uh, gentle mm-hmm. and loving, like yeah. you're supposed to, but in times you gotta be a lion yeah, and you I mean, gotta be able to stand up for what you believe in.
0: Yeah, like putting on the full armor of God, like being prepared, because it's also like a, a spiritual preparedness for things. Because they're like, especially a lot of people when they first enter into relationship with Christ, you know, they're lit with this awesome fire, which is amazing to go. I mean, we see it in in Paul, like after he was so he was blind and then uh well Saul became blind and then uh had the encounter with jesus became unblind and then he just went and just started preaching out even paul he had he went and he talked with you know some of the disciples and elders and he learned because when like there's a reason that a general is a general because he has the experience he has the knowledge he prepares himself i mean not to you know, yeah, it is It is kind of like war sometimes. It is war because we are, you know, we're fighting this battle against evil and the devil and principalities. You know, we're not fighting the people. We're fighting the, you know, we're fighting the evil thoughts. We're fighting because... With, that, the, with uh,
1: the Theo thoughts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Theo thoughts. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that verse of, you know, it's not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. And... Uh, So as we go in, like I think of uh, when Jesus was tempted by Satan uh, for 40 days. Jesus, of course, being God, knew all of the scriptures, but Satan knew scriptures too. Yeah, There are people in this world that know scriptures that aren't Christian, that also will use that to try and, you know, slip people up. So it is important to be, you know, that's one of the reasons why we're supposed to be you know, decently read in the word so that we know God's words. So that way we cannot be misled when, uh, someone, even a fellow Christian will try and, you know, twist the words around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I definitely agree that you have to be ready, you know? Yeah. You have to be able to put on the full armor of God. You have to be able to defend what you believe in. Um, but, the offensive is just as important. Yeah,
0: 100%. I know.
1: I've talked to my dad and I've talked to other people about how whenever you're not in a season of suffering, and shout mm-hmm. out to Callie, last week we talked all about suffering. It was great. Go watch it. Yep. Anyway, or listen to it. Um just listen to it. You can't watch it right now. is yeah. the first one you can watch. So welcome. <laughs> but um where was I? Oh yeah. Um you got to be able to go on the offensive. Mm-hmm. So Judd, what do you think it looks like? to, I and mean, I guess we can go through different levels, Yeah, but say that there's like a baby Christian first time in church,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do you go up and evangelize with them? And then I'll give you a couple of scenarios, yeah, like yeah. how they would, how would they would react
0: okay. to, what you, to what you say. Yeah. Okay. So fresh person shows up to church, you know, giving it a try. Honestly, the first thing I think is as soon as they walk in the door, be a friendly face so that they don't feel like they're alone. Yeah. So being somebody that's right there alongside them, because nobody wants to go to, you know, go to a new place and then sit alone in the, in the back of a room. And because then there's no relationship, part of the church is the church is a community. It's, it's people, the church is the people. And so as the church, part of our job is to usher in, help usher in new people and new faces and being that first smile, because like first impressions are also everything. Like if, if I go into a new place and nobody you know says hi or if I say hi and you know it's not reciprocated I'm gonna be like oh you know tough room yeah and then it's gonna to start to be feel uncomfortable so I think one of the most important things is as soon as, as there's a new face being then that first friend that'll be like hi I'm Judd nice to meet you you know tell me about yourself let's go sit you know let me introduce you to some other people I think honestly, that right there is one of the most important start offs. You're I'd right.
1: Say. And honestly, it's I think it's kind of where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. Because that's really whenever you find out who's willing to make their faith um, into action. You know, I say faith right. without works is dead, right? Yeah. Well, you can have your own personal faith, but if you don't show that off in the things that you're talking about hospitality and love and genuineness mm-hmm. to people who, you don't know their background right they can walk into church in rags mm-hmm. they can walk into church in I don't know, like a pinstripe suit in a lamborghini you know what i mean yeah but they're at church and typically if it's a first time thing the lord brings them there for a reason and i right. don't know if it's our job yet mm-hmm. to find out what that reason is but i don't know if there's ever been a person who isn't hurting right for everybody sure. has their battle so i definitely agree so this person comes in yeah good. my next question yeah. to you is um if they just say like hey my name is ricardo yeah my name is ricardo um i was raised catholic and um i wanted to try out a protestant church and here we are at uh, greenville first christian church all right or let's you know we'll do the free methodist church that's where you go so greenville free methodist Church. like, i just wanted to try it out um but i'm not too serious about
0: it so what do you do well first i you know as long as i'm not pushing too much i might you know ask some of the reasons behind it like you know is there any specific you know reason behind wanting to give this a try or uh, i might also ask him you know what church did you come from beforehand like if it was one in town or if it was you know they're completely from other side of the country i don't know where ricardo was from yeah i want to figure that out but if it were specifically at greenville for methodist church greenville for methodist church has a lot of resources which is really great i think one of the best places to feel comfortable because it's also it's a it's a little bit bigger church i enjoy like my church is a little bit smaller i kind of enjoy a smaller setting feels more just personal yeah but anyway besides the point i would say dialogue is the best thing because when i when i go somewhere like also when i am learning from somebody i i yes i learn sitting and listening like you know in the back but i also learn a lot from talking to you know whoever's doing more of the talking basically dialogue like this, what you and I are doing right here, this is where I feel like this is where you said where the rubber meets the road, where we get the meat and potatoes of things. Yeah, And I would encourage, you know, there are different Sunday school classes where we talk about this. Is there a specific topic or maybe thing about the Catholic church that you weren't maybe so certain about that maybe you're looking to see if the Protestant, a Protestant church can answer a Protestant pastor? Uh, Slightly related. This makes me this kind of scenario makes me think about scenario that happened at my church. Uh, this was many years ago, my, uh, grand, my late grandfather, uh, he had came to visit us for a time. Uh, and so he came to church with us and, uh, he's always wonderful presence at our church. And there was, there was a, there was a man who came in, there's just continue to say Ricardo. There was a man who came in, in the back, uh, and during our pastor's sermon, he stood up and said pastor i have a question and i can't remember exactly what it was but it was it was it was a deep question to stand up and you know say in the middle of a sermon so the pastor knowing my grandfather he he pointed over to him and he said rich as, as his name richard and uh so my papa stood up and started to talk to him but uh but then invited to talk with him out in the out in the lobby and he talked with him for the rest of the sermon and uh you know when my me and my parents came out they were sitting and talking and you know my pop always had a smile on his face and so they were laughing and talking with each other towards the end and it was just it was just a really amazing thing because that is like Neither my Papa never knew him and they didn't have a, you know, a chance to say hi before church, but just with the friendly demeanor and being willing to listen, he was able to, you know, talk with this Ricardo in a healthy, friendly way. And I just, I just, I so admire that even just the way that he was just being that friendly face of always saying hi and always being willing to listen to somebody. And yeah. So, anyway, to go back to more of your question, uh, honestly, uh, try and find a way where they can have dialogue with people, uh, whether that's in a Sunday school class or before or after church, even with the pastor or other members of the church. Uh, but using the resources to get them engaged with other people in spiritual dialogue, I think, is a, is a really great, great way to encourage somebody to you know stick around for a bit longer
1: you're right um and those are all really really good answers i agree with you 100 uh, percent. i think that there's an important distinction whenever a guest comes in yeah um between somebody who like might be in the analogy swine mm. and then someone who you would refer to as the least of these right whenever i was little um you know a church is a place of refuge yeah right? so whenever i was little um, all the time, we lived in a church, or we went to a church that was kind of in, the, like, a slummy area.
0: Okay. And all the time, yeah. we
1: would have people who were totally broken, sick, mm-hmm. like I said, dressed in rags coming in. And my dad, who's a pastor, for those of you who are wondering, would take him in, let him sit on, like, the furniture in his office, like, mm-hmm. give them food, like, buy him lunch, like, all these things. And I never really got it. And I think, like, it's human. I'm not snobby, but I think it's human to be like, Egh. you know, like... We live such a different lifestyle than them. Right. But then, And we have an episode on the least of these. But um, it's very humbling and you definitely can feel that you're doing the right thing whenever you show that love to them yeah um and there's a distinguishing distinguishing factor between those people who really just are going to church because they need help they need love they need Jesus versus the people who are naysayers and those Mm -hmm. naysayers those people who go to church literally just to find a hole in the system and there are people that will always do that people who um will go just to cause a ruckus and uh, like for example okay so uh somebody who would go into a church to make up a room where about the pastor, mm-hmm. so that he can, um, you know, have an investigation done under him within the church board, and then eventually, like the smoke might go away, it might not go away. You know, like right. we had to leave our church in Pennsylvania because something went down. Mm. And um, the other side of that would be somebody who came in who was freshly out of um, an addict's home. I forget what that's called, like a halfway house or something.
0: I don't know. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, like whenever someone struggles about. and yeah. they have
1: to go to a place for recovery. <clears throat> but they have powerful, powerful testimonies. Mm-hmm. And there's a huge difference depending on how you react to those people. So I think it's right. important and I love your answers for Ricardo.
0: Yeah. You got some other questions. Uh so we've been talking about, you know, in the physical confines of inside the church, but as a church community how are some ways that or what are some ways that churches can better connect with their community? Because some churches, you know, there'll be, you know, five churches in a town, but nobody ever knows because the churches stick to themselves. Yeah. So what would then be some effective ways to reach a lot of Ricardos without them ever even, you know, before they even have a chance to walk in the building?
1: Yeah. So. um, I think uh, obviously, like a church soup kitchen or, um, well, what's it called? Whenever, like, typically it's in the basement of a church. I'm, I'm just tired. I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> but, like, typically it's in the basement of a church and, um, they have a food pantry. Food pantry is a yeah. huge one. Uh, the church I go to has a basketball league. Oh, and yeah, that's at good. some point this year, I admittedly was like, well, are we letting people play who, like, don't go to the church? As I was kind of confused by that because, we're, like, we're letting, anybody in because this thing can get huge and then the guy who runs it was like yeah that's kind of the point
0: yeah (laughs) so we're trying
1: to reach people in the community i was like yeah that makes uh that makes a whole lot of sense now (laughs) and i understand it and i advocate for it right um uh, mission trips are another really really
0: good one Mm -hmm. uh online ministries but done in the right way yeah that was honestly that was one of i think the one of the good things uh that was able to come from uh covid was all of these churches now do live streams which never even thought about doing it before and now reach so many more people which i think is a great example of god using you know hard times to bring forth something prosperous and you know i think of even my little small church you know being able to live stream like you know i can watch my services from home i mean from I can watch my home services from here, yeah. Uh, whenever I want, which has been a really great thing. But I also I think it's so important, and you know, you're hitting the nail on the head there with uh, the engagement in the community is so important. Like we do, we do a trunk of treat, like trunk full of treats. Oh, yeah. So being a, a safe place where kids and families can come, and you know, we have a family section where you know, drop your kids off in this room, and you know, we'll watch them, we'll play games, and you can you know, relax for a minute. Uh, But I think that has so much more power than people realize, like, I think we had talked about it uh, in our first episode, uh, talking about how, you know, Amy Grant came out with secular music to bring people in to her Christian music. And the same way of like, having a softball league where anybody can join, you know, it's hosted at churches. And then, you know, after the game then you go inside and you get food or something like that yeah but there are really amazing ways that churches can partner with the community and partner with each other to do a lot of really great things that don't immediately just say come and find jesus but instead it's like come and have some food meet some people talk with some people find out about our programs and i honestly think that those are some of the best ways to get to help get a Ricardo in the door, you're right. Uh, yeah, church
1: outreach is something that's super important because mm-hmm. you can miss your. Well, I'll say this: church outreach is super important, but personal outreach is just as important, right? For you know, sure. like we are called to be fishers of men, and that is definitely the uh, idea the head of those church outreach yeah. programs are thinking. But like, if you don't invite your neighbor to church, and you like you're pretty good friends with them, what the heck are you doing, dude? Yeah, like. <laughs> Um, there's a song by Casting Crowns that's it's called "Here I Go Again," and mm-hmm. it's an idea of like "Here I Go Again." I'm talking about the rain and like mumbling over things yeah. just to get through a conversation. Yeah, uh, things that won't live past today, and I keep dancing around the truth that I want to like tell this person, right. and then I want to <laughs> share with them because you never know. Like this this might be my last chance to tell them that Jesus loves them. And You never know
0: for real yeah but that's 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 crazy because when we you know when we become friends with people we invite them to do things you know invite them over to our houses we go out for dinner we go out to hang out and to think that why wouldn't i you know invite them somewhere i remember when i was younger uh one of my uh friends in my neighborhood a couple houses down i was pretty close with him and i was just like hey you want to continue having fun but over at youth group, it yeah. was just like, yeah. And so it's it's like it's continuing on the thing. And I didn't say, hey, you need more Jesus. Come with me to youth group. Yeah. But I was just like, hey, let's keep the good times rolling. And it was a great way to you know start introducing him to more church. And he came with he came to youth group with me like. Every every Wednesday for years. And it was it was really amazing.
1: You're right. Um, and I would say as a um, concession that your individual evangelism can be unique to you.
0: Right. For sure. I
1: think that um, i you use like an analogy of cancer. Like I want my evangelism to be like a cancer that spreads throughout my influence. Yeah. Right. Um, that doesn't mean that. My theology or the way that I think is fluid because it's not. It is it is like standing firm, (laughs) but that doesn't mean that I can't reach people in a plethora of different ways. And if you're not doing that, you're not using your works for His kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like that's one of the things we're called to do. Right? Faith is something that's super duper important. We've talked about everything on this podcast. It's been faith. Yeah. But faith is proved to the Lord through our works. So if you're not going to people and like, if I'm really really good friends with you. And you see that I'm a Christian and you choose to look past that and just be like, yeah, dad, like, I don't really care. I'm not, I'm not about that life. I'm not going to say, are you really my friend? But like, we're going to get into that conversation all the time. (laughs) Yeah. And eventually I'm going to get
0: you. Honestly, makes me think about this. You know, when we first started just talking in the basement about different theology things, I thought, you know, you know, we could, we could do something with this. We might be able to, you know, do some kind of outreach and talk more about this stuff in a way that we can talk to other people, you know, without leaving this room, which of course we still talk to people outside of this room. Yeah. But in the way that this is a way that we can health, healthily evangelize, uh, to a lot of, a lot of people in with a lot of different topics and, you know, connect in a different way that's safe and inviting. And I think that, you know, it's I was talking to uh, the speaker from last week at Vespers. She is on one of the athletic teams here and that's right. Uh, gymnastics. Oh, sorry. Not okay. here. Oh, Vespers. yeah, I got you yeah. anyway. Uh, but anyway, I was talking with her afterwards and I heard so her whole team came uh, to see her speak at Vespers and we were talking at small group the next week. And I was talking with her, you know, you, she was talking about like responsibility and because we were asking her, you know, why do you, why do you think to speak? You know, what kind of led you to speaking? And she's saying, felt like, you know, I was kind of supposed to like, it, it was like it was a responsibility. And I, was, and I built up more on that. It was just like, you know, yeah, with Greenville, there's a lot of people that come to Greenville, you know, just to play sports and the Christian part of the university, they could not care less about. And so when in the circles that we are in we have a responsibility to be that one that kind of stands out in that way and she got her whole team to come and listen to her speak and then parts members of her team came up to her afterwards to talk to her more about it and ask her questions like this is what i'm talking about god has you know given us these gifts of speaking or of knowledge of wisdom and we are responsible not to cover cover that candle with a basket but to let it shine on a hilltop yeah. where it can be seen by everyone because i mean the great commission of course we we have a responsibility you're right and and, the, and like the opposite of
1: that is whenever you do have that tremendous responsibility that responsibility is good but it could also be potentially bad for you if you don't hold up the standard of what a christian is supposed to be um, and you're not living the life that you're supposed to, you can put a bad taste in the mouth of people. That's why people think that Christians are hypocrites. That's yeah. why that stereotype exists. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, the Bible talks time and again about how, like, those of you who are teachers will be judged more harshly because we're supposed to be the ones going out to fish, like fishers of men, reaching yeah. out to the community. You're supposed to be that, like, give off that loving aura. But if you find out that... um, the same person who is saying like, Hey, well, I understand you came from a life of, of drugs and of partying, all those things. So like, That's okay. We're not going to do that anymore. Like we are right we now are Jesus followers. You're going to help me be a fisher of men. We're going to share our story together. It's going to be it. But then like the guy goes and goes and gets crap faced at the bar, like behind everyone's back. Yeah. There's, there's some, there's a storm coming for that guy and yeah. you got to make sure that you're not that person. Yeah. Practice what you preach
0: with, great power comes great responsibility (laughs) spider-man but i mean yeah for real like as because when we carry when we carry christ like a seal upon our arm if we you know go out of our way to you know taint that and make it less than what it is or turn it into something you know hateful and judgmental then we're sullying the name of christ we're sullying christian i mean that's little christ and it's so you know not to put a whole lot of pressure but i mean it is it is an it is an honor to you know be made in god's image and to be chosen by him to do to do his works and like to receive you know a spiritual gift from god is responsibility so like i'm I'm very passionate about music. I play a lot of music. I play trumpet, guitar, piano, other stuff. And but I make sure that okay, God, you have given me this gift. I have a responsibility to use this gift to glorify you. So I take that gift of music and I give that back to him. I play guitar in worship teams and I uh, to help create a safe space for others to worship. And so I've taken what God has given me, recognized it's, you know, it's potential and what it's meant for and give that back to him and give that back to, you know, the least of these. Oh, for sure. Um,
1: as for me, I'm an athlete. So mm-hmm. what I love to do is when I'm on the runway before I jump, I do a little prayer um, before my first one, not before everyone, but I don't know if you ever watched the patriot before yeah I've seen so some bits. whenever he's in the woods and he's about to take on the caravan mm-hmm. and he has his son he says lord help me be fast and accurate and i just say that mm. because you had to be accurate on the board you yeah. need to be fast everything has to be really dialed in right um and i pray that and then i do the little like kiss my finger point yeah. up <laughs> into the air saying like all the glory to him and then i go jump mm-hmm. and uh, makes a big difference i had a fantastic day at conference yeah uh, a couple weeks ago, and um, I guess it was last Saturday. But um, I had a great week. And kids from a different school are like, "Dude, what are you taking?" I said, "I'm <laughs> praying to the Lord." I said, "I'm praying to Jesus. Said, it's all Him, man. Like, yeah. I'm doing a thing." And they said, "Well, which God, which God are you praying to?" And I was like, "Yahweh. That's that's my God." The God. Yeah. And like, well, I got to start praying to Yahweh if I'm trying to jump like that. And uh, you know, it just makes a big difference. Cause I met yeah. them on their level like I understood like we were able to um like get together over a sport that we all right. love and we all love to participate in so yeah. whether your thing is music whether it's athletics whether it's um poetry mm-hmm. you know like whatever the you're <laughs> slam at a club, poetry yeah you're at a club <laughs> uh rap battles yeah you know, whatever it is whatever you think <clears> is <throat> book club bridge like playing mm-hmm. poker, that's another that's another
0: one evangel- evangelism opportunity. But,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah.
0: I heard a I heard a pastor talking about he had a funny idea for a uh, a Christian gambling app called Casting Lots. That's good. I like uh, that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, going back to it, you know, all these different ways that we can, you know, evangelize. We've talked about how do I as a person, an individual you know, evangelized in a friendly, healthy way. How as a church goer, do I help in church? How as a church community, do we help those? And, you know, how outside of church and all of that, you know, because the, the other different groups we're in. And so there's a lot of great ways that we can evangelize. And then also, you know, recognizing the importance of, uh, When God tells you to do something, like one thing my mom told me is like sometimes God tells you to do something that you maybe don't want to do or you you don't think will be prosperous. Uh, You know, people uh, giving giving to somebody on the sidewalk who you know is asking for money. Sometimes you think, oh well, they're just going to go and use it on drugs or you know waste it on alcohol or whatever. You know, we can make that assumption, but sometimes if you get that tug of just like I need to give money to this person that's what you do you you do what god leads you to do and then you give the rest to him because you were obedient to his will and it's hard it's it's hard sometimes because we can we can follow his will for something we can do something that he tells us to do but other people outside of that can negatively affect that but that should not be a repel that should not be any more repellent to not do god's will despite you know what other people might do with that we do our part and we you know we give it to god we say all right god this doesn't make sense i'm going to follow you though i'm going to talk to this person i'm going to do this thing i'm going to give this money it may not make sense to other people but i'm i'm trusting you and i'm going to give it to you
1: you're right um And I think on top of that, and going off of that, we have to make sure not just that we are more careful about casting our pearls before
0: swine, but the, but that we are not swine ourselves. Right. There's a, I was reading in John the other day, uh, <clears throat> he's talking, he had healed a blind man. And he was like, I've come here to heal the blind. Uh, and I know you've talked about it before. Sometimes you need to be blind John to nine. see. Yeah. Yeah, John, 9. it was right in there. And he's like, and but some of you are guilty because you are blind and you claim that you can see. Oh, and that one I really love because sometimes it's like uh, flipping around to the scripture that we've been using. Sometimes you think you're throwing pearls, but really you're just hucking garbage. Of course. And uh, and so it's also part of it is self-awareness and accountability with others. And as we talked earlier about, you know spiritual maturity and soundness of recognizing what you have because what we have is the greatest thing in the world we have jesus and recognizing that this is not you know a simple small thing like this is this is a big deal we have the saving grace in our hearts and in our lives and you know treating that with more worth than you know our phones like a lamborghini or you know a ten thousand dollar gold bar or whatever like this is it is priceless and so we have to handle it with care because the way the way that we use it it can either turn into a pearl or it can stay stuck up in a deformed disfigured rock that just comes out of a clam
1: yeah Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that pearls refer to anything that you hold of value. Yeah. And, um, you know, like we kind of hit on this whenever we said, like, be loving, treat everybody Mm -hmm. the same. You know, like, uh, be a good stand-up, objectively good, moral human being. I guess it's all kind of redundant. But, like, (laughs) um, what's the point of naysaying? Yeah. A lot of people will naysay just a naysay and before you know it and before you know it like if you have a bad attitude regarding somebody's story that they're putting out and Mm -hmm. it could be anything that holds value to them they could be telling a funny story that um happened like the story about them and their grandma and they could be going around telling everybody about it and it's (laughs) pure and like it could be funny but you've heard it 460 times (laughs) so now you're like dude give it a rest and he is like well it's a story of like me and my grandma you know what i mean and like to him that's a pearl, like that's, that's a precious memory, yeah. and then like you don't, you're sitting there not getting it. Right. So I think like in that analogy, it's important to understand the distinguishment of the fact that like you can be swine,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I can be swine, and you and like you can be swine. That's yeah, yeah. Sorry, but you can be.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm, I can <laughs> be too. My papa used to tell me, uh in you know, pigs swine chew like a horse and not like a pig. Because mm. horses, they chew with their mouths closed, and they clean when they talk. Kind of. He had a lot of. He grew up a farmer, so yeah, many of his analogies were farm based. <laughs> uh, anyway, but yeah, that, and I think that's where it's important to have accountability with that. Like I said, I think it's so important accountability, like what we have here. I've got accountability with a couple friends back home, where you know we check up on each other, and I don't know if you've ever. Uh, You know, about the like the the Wesley accountability questions, Mm. it's it's really great stuff, but they're super deep. It was it was uh, uh, John uh, Wesley and their their crew when they would meet regularly, they had all these questions that they would go through. And like some of the stuff of like, do you wish for all of us to tell you anything that we are concerned about regarding you that the Lord has laid upon our hearts? When was the last time you sinned when was last time this but there are all these really great things but anyway just caveat the idea of accountability in community and with each other can help make us better evangelizers i mean there were 12 disciples not one yeah there was many and they were all you know i'm assuming roughly in similar ages and stuff but just the idea of that they were going through it together and through that, you know, they made some mistakes, but they had accountability and be like, no, this is, this is actually how it needs to be. But all of that to say healthy evangelism, there's a lot of ways that we can go about it. There's a lot of ways we can not go about it. Uh, but yeah, recognizing what we have is precious. We got pearls, so got to treat them as such. Yeah.
1: And I think it's important not to be complacent. You know, if we are the body, I'll say it again, there's a song I always quote, if we yeah. are the body by Casting Crowns, his arms need to reach. Yeah. His words need to teach. Yeah. His hands need to heal and so yeah. on. So, uh
0: yeah. Makes me again it think about the the parable of the three servants that were given uh money. Yeah. And basically don't go bury it in the ground don't hold that in don't hold this pearl all to yourself it's not going to do anything that's true you know sitting in the dirt you know supposed to go out with it and then bring back more you know take what god has given me as one person go out and grab two more hands
1: yeah just because you're not supposed to cast your pearls before swine doesn't mean you're not supposed to cast your pearls
0: right yeah sometimes you're going to cast a pearl and it's not going to hit sometimes you are and that one time it is all of heaven is rejoicing that's true yeah it's
1: kind of like Pokemon. Yeah. In a weird way. Anyway. So, anyway, that's (laughs) a
0: great part to close. Uh, So, again, this has been really awesome. There have been a couple cuts. We'll see how it looks outside of it. But this is, I think, this is gonna be a really great way for us to connect more with you, and for you guys to connect more with us. It's weird. I gotta think. I gotta look at the camera now. Yeah, uh,
1: keeps us on our toes too. Yeah, because like we, like
0: <laughs> I can't make weird facial expressions yeah. or like move around, or maybe I can. You know, like I'll, I'll have a trademark or something. Anyway, uh, so uh, hopefully you guys are following the Instagram because made a post uh, updating about all of the different things with YouTube. We are now also on. TikTok and there's going to be a lot more short form content where you can see video snippets of us talking, you know, the same kind of little things I've been posting on Instagram, but hoping to get more of that. Uh, but you can follow us at Theo underscore thoughts podcast. That's the same for Instagram and TikTok. Follow us on YouTube to search up Theo thoughts, no spaces, Theo thoughts. Mm. Just like, just like this Theo thoughts yep. anyway, subscribe. That felt weird to say.
1: So Subscri- yeah, don't forget to like and subscribe, guys, uh, and comment too, yeah. please. Anyway,
0: yeah, we want to hear. We want to hear more from you guys. We want to hear what you like. What maybe you want us to do? You know, a different topic. We want to hear from you guys. But there's a lot of ways to connect with. But the best way: Instagram link in the bio. You can access everything. Of course, you can still listen on Spotify and Apple. And Monday nights, seven PM Central on WGRN eighty nine point five greenville university radio anyway i'm judson page i'm jordan peter now love y'all god God bless. bless